0: Hi, this is Ann Angelo Webb, the Animal Intuitive. I wanted to thank you for being here. And also, a reminder that the show is first recorded on YouTube on the Animal Intuitive channel if you would like to view the interview today. And also, please do give us a positive review wherever you're listening, it is greatly appreciated. And I also just wanted to mention that this episode is an interview with a criminal profiler. And part of the purpose of this was to explore how we can prevent harm coming to animals. However, If you are triggered by that kind of conversation, it is kept to a minimum, it's vague, but I do want to just warn you ahead of time that you may not want to listen if you're concerned about that, and also probably not appropriate for children, so just be aware of that. You may have seen today's guest on CBS 48 Hours and or CNN Primetime with Nancy Grace, among other media appearances, as well as his own YouTube channel. He's also been featured in the gripping show Dark Minds on Investigation Discovery. I'm Ann Angela Webb, and on the Animal Intuitive channel, we talk about all things to support animals, including pet parent wellness and their interests. And today, our guest, who has profiled criminals in over 100 cases, including high-profile ones like the Green River Killer and the Golden State Killer, He will be talking about his vast experience and expertise and provide valuable insight into how potentially we can help protect animals and maybe ourselves from becoming victims of crime. So stay tuned for more. I would like to welcome renowned criminal profiler, psychotherapist, addiction specialist, and animal lover, John Kelly.
1: Yeah. Good afternoon, everybody. I hope you're all well. Thank you for inviting me into your house. Thank you. uh, And I hope uh, you're going to enjoy the show. I truly appreciate you having me on because I really like animals and you know, of course, you're always a pleasure to uh, talk to it's so. Very nice.
0: Oh, thank you so much. We're so happy to, to have you here. I am going to be checking in with the chat, too. I just want to say hello to Jory and Mel Mac. Thank you so much for being here um and always appreciate you here, Mac because Mac helps me out as a mod and if you're watching this on the replay um you know let us know if you have any questions then we can follow up but please feel free to if you have any questions you can put those in the chat during the live stream too and i will be checking in on those all right so uh john we uh, you know we're all a lot of us here not all of us but a lot of us have a specific interest in um you know, protecting animals and also a dual interest for many in true crime. So I just Mm -hmm. was wondering if you could tell us a little bit about your background and Mm -hmm. how you came to be a criminal profiler. Oh, did you lose me? You couldn't hear me?
1: Yeah, 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 yeah.
0: Okay. So we're just wondering how you came to be a criminal profiler.
1: Okay. Well, I'll tell you, I, uh, psychotherapist uh, social worker addiction specialist in Jersey and uh, I was doing a lot of research on low self-esteem low self-worth back in the day many many years ago and as I started to do my research you know first with uh, in addiction Started to wonder how much, because of course we know they're so north. They think they're so superior.
0: We had a little bit of a delay there, so we missed a little bit about what you said. But but,
1: uh... Um, is there any way do you think I can change that or?
0: uh, I don't know. It may just be, um, sometimes the, the, the wires just get filled up, I think, or that's not a good way of putting it, but too many people sometimes on at once, like not necessarily where you are, but like in general, it could just be interference during the day, but, uh, cause of a lot of traffic, but hopefully it'll warm up and get better.
1: <laughs> so anyway, the, uh, my phone. the narcissistic person or serial killer, in in this case, you know, believes they're superior to other people, and usually people that feel they're superior, you know, are really inferior, (laughs) have this inferiority complex. How much they thought about themselves early uh, after going through, you know, exactly how much of a role that played in uh, them becoming women, uh, you know.
0: So I hear what you're saying. We're getting a little bit of a, again, a little bit of a delay, but basically I think what you're saying is that um, in work, in your background as a clinical social worker, just kind of getting to know some of these people and, and then bringing that into your profiling work, noticing their history and mm-hmm. maybe how empty they are and um, how much their childhood played into it. But go ahead. It looks like you're back here.
1: you know of course i believed um that an addiction i was the first one to bring that out because if you talk to most serial killers they say they can't stop you can't stop using cocaine you're a cocaine addict uh, if you can't stop killing people, then you're addicted to killing. Okay. So, and the whole, all the power and control uh, that comes along with that. So, I decided to uh, put a team together and to add a new piece to the psychological behavioral profiling, thing, uh, FBI included, and see if we could come up with an addiction profile. And add that into the psychological bureau, and maybe have a much better thing. These killers, and trying to, you know, uh, catch them in a in a shorter period of time, because a lot of these guys are uh, not easy to catch. It takes a while, and you have to really know where to hunt uh, for this type of animal. It's a very vicious uh, person, um, you know. I've uh, I've uh, researched uh, Henry Lee Lucas, John Wayne Gay, Gave- I corresponded with over the phone, um, or or I'm sorry, uh, corresponded with through back in the day. And you know uh, Keith Hunter Jesperson, serial killer out of Washington. Um, you know, definitely, uh, I I had a lot to do with him and talk with him um, over the phone. Uh, we even had him on Dark Minds. Um, you know, so I mean, these guys pretty much uh, really have no guilt, no remorse and actually could care very little animals, you know. Now, another reason that drove me into this once I started to figure out this could be an addiction is because I'm a recovering cocaine addict for many years, one day at a time. And I wrote a book, it's called Discovering Lazarus. And Discovering Lazarus is the good, the bad, and the evil. (laughs) Yeah, the good, the bad, and the ugly. What is some evil there? but The Good, the Bad, the Ugly of John Kelly, okay? Uh, And, you know, uh, from, you know, recovering uh, as a cocaine addict becoming becoming a profiler, so here I am, and, uh, you know, this book uh, gives everybody an up-to-date view uh, and and a hard look at uh, John Kelly and, uh, you know, where I came from. And again, um, the addiction of serial murder, um, I just can't talk enough about it because try to understand a person being addicted to taking another person's life. To have violent powers and sexual control over that. It's just really incredible to have that type of an addiction. The majority of them do. And this is really, uh, really, really hard stuff. It's hard hard stuff to take, But they're out there. And, uh, you know, uh, they all start off with hurting animals, animal cruelty, torturing animals, killing animals. And this is why I'm on your show today mm-hmm. because, yes. you know, this is really uh, – This is really something I don't think that's talked about enough.
0: Yeah. Um, Tell us a little bit more about that. Um, Just your perspective on why that is and what, um, I don't know, even if there's anything we can glean from that as far as uh, how to maybe help uh, prevent people from starting to do this kind of thing later on in life and to progress.
1: Well, usually um, it's going to start off in childhood. And that is the number one warning sign as far as I'm concerned. You're going to see, you know, somebody, um, you know, kicking the dog around, being very cruel to animals, maybe even killing animals at an early age. This is a major warning sign. And I think you'll bring it up later and talk about this fellow that's killing these kittens. Okay this is a major warning sign that you have a child with a lot of rage uh, who really is not feeling good about themselves at all, and they're taking out their anger uh, on animals. And what happens is, as this progresses, you know, they start to become desensitized to it, and they just act out more and more. And uh, from the serial killers I've spoken to, you know, they said that, uh, you know, this is a really good exercise for them because by, you know, uh, killing smaller animals, it's helped desensitize them to killing, uh, which are human beings, you know, and uh, they're very focused on this. They're very focused on, you know, this whole, uh, this whole uh, ritual, if you will. And usually you're going to find it. If uh, you find a serial killer, usually you're going to find a turbulent, uh, neglectful, abusive childhood. And you're going to find, uh, you know, this uh, major mistreatment of animals, including, you uh, you know, uh, torture and murder of animals.
0: <laughs> um, somebody's asking the question, Mel Mac is asking the question, um, would that be killing of animals be disguised as hunting? Ever. Did you hear that question? Would that
1: killing of animals be disguised as hunting? Uh, yeah, well, yes. Uh, some of them do hunt, And, um, you know, uh, they take great enjoyment out of it. I know one in particular I'm thinking about. I mean, he lived to hunt and hunted to live. But yet, even going back before the hunting, uh, at a very, very young age, he was... uh... Um, Were you saying
0: as a... he just got cut off right at the end so even going back a long time he was before he was actually doing formal hunting i guess he was harming animals and killing them
1: okay yeah oh yeah he was killing he killing and torturing you know animals i mean he started very very early in fact he could even trace it all the way you know being like 6 years old 7 years old and torturing insects and stuff i mean he just this this particular serial killer is is a sadist, and um, I mean he's away and he's doing consecutive life sentences, but um, I mean he, he has no no conscience, no sense of guilt or remorse, nothing.
0: So you know, it actually brings up the the case that you were alluding to before that there was somebody just yesterday actually that in, I guess it was Illinois, he was arrested and charged he with animal cruelty. He admitted to a girlfriend that he enjoyed killing, I don't know what YouTube's going to do to this <laughs> show, killing kittens. And it is actually, I'm not even, it's so sickening to think about, but we do need to talk. I think it's important to talk about, so... Um, but he admitted to killing kittens and that he'd been doing it since he was, I think it said eight years old. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. So right. That's he, right. That's right.
0: You know, just the fact he would tell his girlfriend, like I, I was kind of surprised. Um, mm-hmm. I, I think she's the one who turned him in. I'm not a hundred percent sure on that, but what yeah. would make him think that that would be a good idea? Cause I'm assuming he didn't do it out of like remorse uh, because he said mm-hmm. he enjoyed it. I don't, I don't know the, conversation they had but
1: her and he uh, you know he's on his way yeah he's 22 so, yeah. yeah 22 years old i mean he is on his way okay and he's just testing her to see how much she can tolerate Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, a, a certain amount of these serial killers have had female accomplices, too. So he may be just to see what her tolerance is mm-hmm. and, you know, kind of taunting her in a way. Mm-hmm. You know, if you want to get deep into the... Uh, psyche on him. I mean he's you know, do you really love me? You say you love me, but now I'm gonna tell you this. See if you love me after I tell you this. Like he's testing, you know, he's testing to see what her tolerance is. He's testing to see how much you really love she stand, you know. Um but this this fellow definitely should be kept an eye on. I mean he's 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 in was into the ritual at eight years old by now the fantasy he's he has it by now he's entertained a fantasy for many 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 years and now it is uh acting on the fantasy uh i would something that's going on in his mind and he may be thinking about you know moving on from kitten's it's just not doing it for him anymore. It's kind of like uh, one bag of heroin isn't enough anymore. You know, my tolerance has gone up, so I need five. And 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 again, can't move on to the become a fantasy killer. You know, and I have to learn it's suspected. Cause he's innocent to proven guilty like Koberger, you know, I mean, this could be a, uh, you know, uh, fan- I'm, uh, he's appearing to be a fantasy driven killer.
0: In the case in Idaho, in case people aren't familiar, which most people have, if you are on YouTube, you've heard of it, but um, interesting in that situation that there was a dog there. Uh, we talked about this a little bit when I was, I was actually on, john's show so a lot of people came over from from john kelly's channel on youtube which is yeah
1: yeah we we loved having you yeah great thank
0: you so much it was really a great experience and everyone's great and so many people came from your show so i want to thank you and everyone who came over uh but we did talk about that how there he did he didn't harm the dog that was there that doesn't necessarily mean that he hasn't harmed other animals in the past we don't know at all about that but um there was a dog in the home at that point in time. Um, whether he knew the dog was, or, you know, <clears throat> present, we don't know. But um, it it brings the question. Um, so, you know, what what do we do? Because you mentioned that uh, this is somebody who should be kept an eye on, and uh, we did, you know, a little bit of looking into this. Like, what is out there to protect our pets? society us from these people who would do these things and um there's no universal like registry and I was curious about that and actually came across this website with the ASPCA and their stance on that and um at first I was surprised because they they weren't actually advocating for a national registry but then they made some excellent points as to why and part of this you may be familiar with there's a sort of like a corrections Mm -hmm. way of, you know, if they're tracking people post incarceration, for instance, or after they've maybe they didn't go to jail, but they're being um, they have probation or what have you. Um, They were actually just saying that it may be best to add on to that system and um, Mm -hmm. utilize that. For one thing, it would save a ton of money, but it's like It just keeps everything in one place, too. Um, Mm -hmm. But when you say, you know, monitor these people or, or, you know, keep an eye on them, you know, what is your what is your thinking about that? Tell me more.
1: Well, I think that, um, you know, anybody that knows them, anybody um, should keep. You know, they're ear to the ground and, you know, uh, if they hear something, say something. Um, you know, I think um, now that he's been uh, in the media and people know about him and know about him killing these kittens, Um you know, if if uh,
0: oh, we got a little bit choppy cool. there.
1: OK. If he's, um, you know, uh, women or children, um, it's interesting kittens, not cats. You know what I'm saying? A kitten's a cat, but instead of a bigger cat, he focuses on little, you know, helpless kittens.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: Uh, Yeah. So that tells you something about it. So would this be the kind of guy that would be after women? You know, or 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 after uh, helpless children, uh, younger children? That would be similar. If you will, I it's just my analytical mind how it works, right? Mm -hmm. I'm going back over this, but but again, I have to say, I have to say that, uh, right now, um, that he's done anything else or will ever harm a human being, you know. Maybe he's just, uh, you know, a real kind of cowardly guy that can take it out on kittens, but you know, uh. Really is afraid to uh, hurt other human beings. However, the way the ritual usually works is just, you know, then, you know, then you'll, you'll see, uh, and, and he would have probably gone through kind of other deviant kind of uh, uh, behavior. He, he, you know, be uh, a peeping Tom, he'd be a voyeur. Uh, looking through windows, and then usually you know uh, desensitized to that, and uh, his top you know goes up from there. So now instead of looking through windows, he wants to get up close and personal with, the, you know, usually a woman or a younger child, and you know do the deed. So I, you know, it's it's just it's just a very uh, initial excellent warning sign as to simple future could be with, with a, uh, with a predator, or serial killer, um, uh, you know, um, you know, cause they usually, they usually start with, uh, with animals. And, uh, you know, that's something else that drug me, uh, i mean pulled me towards the field um because a uh, soft spot in my heart for animals and um
0: oh we froze a little bit there <laughs> two o'clock is okay. the witching hour apparently everyone's on the I Um, no, you you see, I was
1: in the go ahead.
0: No, we we lost you you were talking about your soft spot for animals, and uh, that's part of what drew you in. Oh, yeah, yeah. I was wondering if you have any thoughts. You know, I know the outlook isn't necessarily great, and I'm you know, not up on the latest total research, but um. And, you know, I just for perspective or context, I'm a licensed clinical social worker, used to work with kids with some serious uh, mental health issues. But um, so what are your thoughts on getting to kids young who are displaying anger, possibly even doing things that maybe, you know, it's kind of hard to tell, like doing things to insects. To some degree, I guess, you know, I'm not saying it's okay, but maybe some children when they're young, they don't really understand yet that what they're doing. Um, but what is your perspective on when to get help? When parents should start to um, think a little bit more of maybe we have a little bit of problem starting here, maybe we need to get help and what they should do, who they should seek out.
1: I think that it's uh, important to, um, you know, get them to a counselor, a mental health counselor as soon as possible if they see, um, you know, extreme rage or in, in, in a child you're talking about excessive anger being misdirected uh on animals or uh even you know uh, a child uh, torturing insects or whatever. Uh I mean kids will be kids, but you don't know. I mean, you know, insects are one thing, but when you move up to animals like dogs, puppies, cats, whatever, I mean then you then you then you 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 know you're seeing some really misdirected uh, anger coming out, and they should be in therapy to someone to try to find out what's at the root of this, uh, you know, this anger.
0: So, especially to be looking out for your saying would be doing things to either insects or animals, but especially when it's coupled with anger, like when you see that anger, there's. Um...
1: Yeah, the very fact that they're doing this is usually a projection of their anger, even though they may not know this. It's usually, you know, they want it, to. It's usually they want they. Um, you know, hurt kids. We have a saying: hurt kids, hurt people. Yeah.
0: Always.
1: Yeah, as a society, we always have to be uh, on our on our game, and um, you know, uh, ready to kind of child abuse that we see. Because mm-hmm. hurt 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 kids definitely grow up to hurt people.
0: And you know, also, I think you said you wrote a book about this, too. You had a second book that uh, related to this, too, this topic of. Um...
1: The, uh, my first book was uh, over 20 years ago, this uh, warning signs. And um, in warning signs, I talk about uh, internalized anger. And um, this is really just, you know, it was kind of my my swan song to, um, you know, the social work field and heading into the anti-social work field. It was, you know.
0: I think you were starting to talk a little bit about that, and I was curious, how did you transition from going from working with, you know, just sort of the general, you know, population addictions and all of that to profiling?
1: I uh, did my research and realized uh, that serial murder was an addiction. And, um, you know... And I was positive of it, and um, I'm known for being the first person to head to, to to come out with it and say it was an addiction. But um, you know, then I decided, well, you know, I think maybe I should move to another level and try to try to help bring out to the public uh, about the child abuse that goes into the making of the serial killer. The making of the monster, and when we put our team together, we were focused on just getting the information out there uh, and, and making the public aware of how dangerous uh, child abuse can be and what it what it can create. The monster, the kind of monster it can create. But then also, we wanted to uh, put the addictions profile together, as I mentioned earlier, and include it with the psychological and behavioral profiles that were out there and give us a, a better uh, opportunity to try and catch these guys as quick because you know if you talk to a, a a drug addict any drug addict and you say well you know why are you using why are you using drugs you're going to say well to get high you know so you say well what does that mean to get high Well, I want to feel good. Okay, so you're addicted to drugs to feel good. Whatever that means. Right. Yeah, I am. Okay. So when you look at that of being addicted, not to drugs, but to killing people, you actually have a person that is killing to feel good. I mean, they get a lot of self-gratification. Mm -hmm. out of this okay they get high Uh, i mean one guy told me himself it's the highest of all highs he told me that you know playing god he's playing god okay so when you take that all into consideration i mean you have to understand that if you don't catch them quick uh you know they're just going to keep right on killing you know and um you know i mean some of them have cooling off periods There's usually two types of serial killers: use animals, okay, in childhood. That is usually a constant, okay. But you have two types of serial killers: those that they themselves who use substance and are addicted to substance, and then you have the ones that are not addicted to substance and don't use substance at all. They're very substance, right? So usually the ones that are addicted to substance have no control mechanism which whatsoever, and uh, so they can't. They go on and on and on, and you know these are the people like Green River a week or one a week. Um, you know you hadn't for in four weeks. You know. Help chase him out of town there. But, and we don't know where, where, wherever else he landed because nobody ever got arrested for the Atlantic City murders. Mm -hmm. Um, Hopefully, in time, we have a reward up, you know, uh, if if anybody has any information. Uh, But the other part of it, the other part of it is that, you know, if you don't, if you don't move on them fast, as quick as possible. A lot of damage and hurt a lot of people, and then not only do you have the victim, all the trauma that brings, and and there's no such thing as closure. When when a family, there's no closure. I mean, they have a, a perpetual wound. In with better over time especially if they have other kids but you know it'll it'll, it'll never completely heal it'll, it'll always be there you know so they ve- it's very important to jump uh, as quickly as possible in any which way you can to not only identify somebody that could become violent and and get the and get them acquainted with lines law- like we've done to try and work with the law enforcement or the media to try and catch uh, some of the guys to try and give the cops a head.
0: Yeah, you just got a little cut off, but you're actually leading right into my next question because I know that um, okay. we didn't talk too much about what you do with STOCK, the, the uh, organization you have Maybe we could tell us a little bit more about that. I know you had a case in Canada Mm -hmm. that was rather interesting.
1: Yes, STOCK stands for System to Apprehend Lethal Killers. And um, it is the system that I've been talking about that we put together, where we've put together uh, psychologists, psychotherapists, law enforcement, homicide detectives um, together on our team. And um, again.
0: Ah, stupid internet. We felt was
1: sick. (laughs) You're losing me.
0: Yeah, I just lost the about you. You you said what the organization name is and that you work with who you work with and then we lost you um, as far as where it goes from there. We got who you work with, but not what you're doing. Exactly.
1: Yeah. We, you know, we try to uh, work to get the word out on, um, what type of person they might be looking for.
0: Okay. And so tell us a little about the Mm -hmm. Canada case. Uh, you did a profile for
1: that. Yeah, the Canada case um, was very interesting. Somebody was butchering all kinds of uh, animals and leaving them out to be found up in. Uh, I think it was uh, Ontario, Canada, up around there. And we had we had done a show with the. And, you know, the the producer called me up and said, this is going on up here. She's a real animal lover. He said, all these animals are being found, slaughtered all over. And I mean, you know, 10 ducks here, uh, 20 whatever over here. Mm-hmm. I mean, any kind of animal. They're just being found all over there. And it's like they were um, positioned to be found uh, in a public, public uh, really publicly accessed area, okay? So he was more or less taunting the public with, I'm, I'm a killer of your animals. Try and catch me or whatever. Mm-hmm. So we, t- we put a profile together on the information we had. Wasn't a lot uh, that we gleaned uh, from from uh, up there. We couldn't get a lot of information, but we got enough information to put a pretty decent profile together, and we put that profile out there. And um, that was a few years ago, and uh, you know, we had. It seemed he stopped. It seemed that, and I'm not saying it's because of us. I'm saying the more media attention he got, uh, somebody probably had an idea who he was uh, from earlier warning signs like this, like people know who this, this killer of kittens is. Mm-hmm. So th- this guy could have been a, a, that type of person years earlier. Somebody remembered him, reported him to law enforcement. You know, and uh, maybe law enforcement was on this guy right away. Okay, it's not going on Has it gone in years now?
0: That's so amazing. That um, do you think that the person actually like how if if there's this addiction component and maybe I don't know how are they able to stop or did they find another way to? They're just not as obvious. Maybe
1: that's a great question. That's a great question. And you know, my thinking is did he stop? Did he move out of the area? Because I don't think they can stop. Uh, Or or did he move out of the area? Did he go to jail for something else and he's been in jail? Mm -hmm. Or is he progressing now and evolving? to hunting human beings um animals aren't doing it for him anymore
0: goodness so um you know i'm wondering also your thoughts on just adding you know thinking about the what makes somebody do this kind of thing um and I know that we're, you know, we're always learning about the brain. We don't completely understand, you know, mental health is not an exact mm. science, and et, cetera, et cetera. But, uh, you know, I always like to think that it would be great if, as young people in this world, people could be educated about being more empathic with animals. And, of course, as an animal communicator, I would love to see it be normalized to teach children That that intuition that they have, a lot of children really are very good at animal communication. It's just sort of like trained out of them by society that it's weird, or they don't, you know, no, that's just your anthropomorphizing. You know, people don't say that that word to them, but they tell kids, you know, no, animals don't have feelings. Um, But I'm wondering your thoughts on that.
1: Well, you know, you've mentioned that to me before. And I've given that some thought, and, you know, there's three types of, uh, you know, primary intake senses, primary intake senses that human beings use, you know, visual, uh, auditory, and kinesthetic. And it's picking up on vibes, the whole kinesthetic primary intake sense, it's I've done a lot of training in neuro-linguistics, mm-hmm. so I truly understand this. And you know, is from being a therapist, along with the work you do with the animals and being an animal intuitive, that you can pick up vibes. You can pick up vibes from people. And I'm sure there are people that pick up vibes from animals. Now, I've had animals three years now. And, you know, when something's kind of wrong. So, I I mean, I think it's important to be open-minded about this. And I think there are people that are so sensitive that they can pick up on this. These are people that are really, like, very, very empathic. They have a lot of empathy. They really feel for others. Uh, in our field, I think you'll see a lot of that. Um, I, I, think, I think it depends on the person's uh, sensitivity level. Everybody's different. Everybody uh, you know, looks differently, uh, dresses differently. Doesn't have the same fingerprints. Nobody has the same DNA, you know. So uh, and, and nobody's wired the same either, you know. And the neurotransmitters, you know, really have a lot to uh, a lot to do with uh, how sensitive a person can be. Um, and I, I am not never going to say that a person cannot communicate you know, with an animal, because don't we all communicate with our pets in some way? (laughs) No, I mean, and it may be visual, but also, too, I mean, uh, I I get this feeling, um, you know, uh, when one of my animals are sick, Mm -hmm. you know, like, I don't have to, I don't actually have to see it. I can just start to like get a vibe on it. I mean, uh, and I, I think it's because you know, we, if if you're living with a person or living with an animal, you spend a lot of time with them, and you start, you, you start you just start to pick up, you know, their actual moods. I mean, animals have moods too, right? Sure. So, yeah. I, I I just think there's a lot more. Uh, A lot more research needs to be done in this area, because I think there's a lot more that needs to be that will be discovered. Yeah. I mean, how come how. how... And
0: we lost that question uh, you just asked. How come? What was that?
1: You know, I mean, how how come animals can pick up on us? How about a right. <laughs> a, a, a baby gets dropped in a zoo and a, and a, and a female gorilla picks up the baby like a child and right. wants to give the baby back to its mother or take right. care of the baby? I mean, would it? Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, uh, you know, why do fawn a uh, baby deer? You know, just you know, walk up to your house or something like that. I mean, I I just think there's a uh, I just think it's much more research uh and 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 the proof in the pudding is dolphins and what dolphins have been taught to do Mm -hmm. through interaction
0: Yeah. yeah and i actually had an episode not too long ago sometime this spring about the recent research that they're starting to hypothesize what's going on in the brain uh with magnetic fields and they're starting to be able to hone in a little bit more on what might be going on with telepathy, including telepathy with animals, with some experiments with um, animal behavior with each other. And um, so I think they are starting to. And, you know, what's always interesting to me is you you hear about people in law enforcement. They have a finely tuned gut. They have an instinct that they've they developed And sometimes I'm like, wouldn't these be the first people to acknowledge that that exists? Like when they just have a gut intuition, this this person's not right, or this, I, I feel drawn to go look more into this area on this case. And I'm wondering if you actually see an openness that traditionally we don't we don't think about as being what really is going on with people and detectives and law enforcement. If actually you do see that.
1: Yeah, I do see that gut feeling you're talking about. Uh, I think, um, you know, law enforcement, especially uh, streets run into a lot of people, you know, in the course of a day, I think that they have that gut feeling. Um, I don't know, um, how much we have it, uh, a good, a good piece of it. Um, but I also are very folk too. I mean, they may get the gut feeling from time to time, but they're very focused on what they see and the physical evidence that's available, you know, uh, they're looking for facts, not feelings. And I'm a little bit more out of the box. I operate out of the box on that, you know. Hey, <laughs> look at we got a new. Yeah, well, hey, there you go. Yeah, I, she got she heard me. She got a she got a, a vibe. And here, we do. Here, we here, love here.
0: having her, but she is a big kitty in a very small space and can do a lot of damage destruction
1: she's (laughs) a big kitty
0: he's really big Uh, usually she's up here so i don't know why don't you come up here sweetie that's a better spot for you um (laughs) i i have to ask because i know we're running short on time and we're we're coming near the end but i have to ask you know what is the experience like for you on two levels Mm -hmm. one just to be in the presence of or speaking with people who you know have committed some really horrendous acts. Uh, what is it like talking with them and then I'll and then also <laughs> there she is as an animal well I'll ask this question afterward.
1: Okay. Um, first of all, um, a lot of people ask me this they say John, how could you do this? You know, how could you constantly go into the mind of a serial killer? Right. And, you know, the bottom line is it's one thing if you go into a serial killer's mind. It's another thing if you let the serial killer into your mind. Okay, I want to be clear about that. So you've got to go in there knowing that you're with a very, very evil person. I didn't know that mm-hmm. usually if their lips are moving they're lying so you got to be prepared them to lie to you constantly sometimes what kind of report how much you get to know them okay um, they, they know they are very
0: we missed that I'm sorry cut off there what was that second part
1: yeah the second part is that um, You know, uh, you've got to be prepared for them to lie to you and uh, give you a good line of BS, Um, not take it personally. Uh, They'll test you. They'll try to get you angry at them. Um, You know, but the most important thing is that you realize that uh, you're with a very evil person for one reason or another and not to have expectations that you're going to be uh, getting the truth from them. Um, and certainly, um, being on your toes, you know, you have to be hyper vigilant all the time when you're talking to them. I mean, you got to be locked, you know, and lasered in, you know, uh, during that, during that conversation. And, um, in the beginning, there was some a little bit of fear, um, but the way they have it set up in the prisons, uh, you're usually talking through a wire or a window or you know a phone or something like that. I mean, uh, you know, at this point in time, uh, this most of them that I spoke to were fantasy killers. Um, these fantasy killers uh, aren't interested in hurting me. They're not going to get any feel-good out of that. Their fantasy and primary target is a woman, okay? So uh, I've had serial killers say, well, we don't want to talk to you, but we'd like to talk to your assistant. My assistant was a a female uh, when we were running around to the prisons. Uh, and I said, no, I don't think so, <laughs> you know, so we'll skip it, you know. They just wanted to try and manipulate her and, and get their, you know, their sexual kicks, if you will, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's, um, it's, it's talking to a person, and you know there's a person there, but... There's nothing inside, it's like a robot, it's just this is my you know kinesthetic feelings kind of sense. Well, yeah, you know, I mean, you know, this is all superficial, this is just the way the person is, they you know, and they do evil things. Um, you know, very, very evil things. And um, I think it's just, uh, it's just the feeling that you're around an evil entity in some way. Mm
0: -hmm. Yeah, and I can't imagine. So this is the second part of my question. Um, you know, being an animal lover. Do you just cut off? um, When you have to listen to? Or do they really go into any detail? about their, what they've done with animals?
1: You know, I, I've never gotten specific with them on what they've done with animals. I will just ask them, did you kill animals or torture animals growing up? Mm -hmm. And they'll say, yeah. And I'll just mark that. I'll just write that down because what I'm interested in, I'm interested in why they have this fantasy to have ultimate, uh, sexual control and dominance over, um, you know, a woman over a female. And that's where I'm going to start to deep dive, try to try to deep dive into their psyche, to see how that was created. You know, was it, it? Is it possibly something genetic? I can't. I'm not going to know that. I'm no, you know, uh, genetic uh, expert in any way, shape, or form. So I have to look at the behavior they grew up with, and I got to look up at look at the environment they grew up in, and as looking, I can see what the relationship. Usually, the mother, but you know, sisters, girlfriends. being abused or tortured, uh, through ridicule at school, like, uh, this Koberger claims, um, he was real fat and, uh, and, he, and when he was younger and girls used to really pick on him in school and, uh, bully him. Right. So I'm looking for that. I mean, what caused this hatred, you know, what caused this hatred, you know, for women, Okay, that you have to uh, have this kind of uh, sexual control and dominance uh, over them in, in order to hurt and kill them. Um, where, where where did this come from? And uh, this fear, because what's interesting, with a number of the serial killers I've talked to, I'll say to them, were you afraid of
0: are you afraid of women?
1: Yeah, in general, you know, because they never had much of a dating life or social life with females, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And, and uh, they have a fear of women. Some of them have a fear of women. So the the only way they feel they can be with the women, a, a woman, is to, um, you know, um, her. Knocked out, or in some way, some kind of sexual relationships uh, with that particular woman, but normally they don't. They don't, don't do uh, social things with the opposite sex. You uh, know, they they they're not known for. Uh, you know, uh, their dating skills Yeah, <laughs> growing up, you know. Uh,
0: Mel Mack asks, she wants to know at what age they start harming animals. Is there a roundabout age?
1: I would say probably anywhere between five. And this is a guesstimate on my part, but I'm sure there's research out there that can be found on the internet. I think probably between five and seven, five and eight. You know they'll start. You'll start to see that misdirected rage. You know and you'll start to see that acting out. You know, and uh, that's if you could get to a child early, you could probably save a lot of lives. Twenty years later, because by getting to that child early and getting that child the proper mental health treatment that they need and getting them a safe place to express their rage and anger i mean um you know can can uh uh prohibit it's very possible it can prohibit them from becoming a uh, violent predator later on
0: yeah i know we talked a little bit too about the kids i used to work with it's been it's been a long time but uh they used to go to a place sometimes they would go there and learn how to treat animals better as part of kind of their own therapy i mean you know i'm sure they're very cautious still about who goes and um how far along things are and there's a lot of supervision but it was a really great place um called green chimneys it's just an interesting place to look into people are curious mm-hmm. about that kind of thing they had a whole um i used to visit kids that we place there after they went there and sometimes before. So I've been up there and it's like a, almost like a farm kind of setting and they live there. You know, they go to, the kids go to live there. And so I think that's a, it's a great example of ways that we can get in there really early and try to yeah. change things. And there, it's not necessarily hopeless. Um, yeah. I'm sure there's cases where unfortunately things are really, awry and you know how much supervision can we give somebody during their life without mm-hmm. incarcerating them but it's there's a lot of questions and there are a lot of like moral and uh logistical issues that come into play Um, and I think you're right I think there's evil there's just a component of, of evil too that can come into play I'm not saying the kids mm-hmm. are evil and just saying that um, sometimes in these situations that there's an element going on, it could be just in the home or as an adult in that that person has um, whatever they've gotten involved with or been exposed to is carried mm-hmm. along with them. And now it's really just a part of them. But um, that's a whole nother topic, I guess. That's <laughs> So is there anything we haven't talked about um, that you think? That we should have, that we haven't touched on, or any questions we haven't asked that you think you'd want to mention before we end.
1: Well, I think I think that um, you know the the evil is uh, is a show on you know unto itself. If you want to get into, you know, the uh, kind of piece to this. Um, to see, um, I think I, I, I call it evil energy, and it's something we can talk about and see if you feel okay. You know, uh, it's evil energy in got into them somewhere in childhood and then just. Progressed internally and then uh, later on in life, it built up internally with inside them through a lot of rage and then it became volcanic rage and then it exploded. So, yeah, I'd certainly be interested in uh, coming back because I also feel, and I want to apologize uh, to you and your audience that, um, you know, you got cheated a little bit here today because there was a lot of breaking up. Of the sand. Oh, well, well, and um, that happens. <laughs> I, I'm, if you wanted to have me back, I would be more than happy to come back. Yeah,
0: yeah, I think it'd be great if, you you know. Know, if you're watching. You have questions. I'd love to have people send your questions um, so that if we, when we have John back, we could have everyone's questions kind of ready to go. Oh, um,
1: right. that'd be smart. smart. Yeah,
0: you can eat, leave them in the comments section, and that's probably the easiest thing to do. And and we'll start looking at those. Uh, you can also email me at ann with an e at intuitive touch animalcare.com mm-hmm. Um, because I I think that it's definitely yeah, evil energy. Great way to express. Interesting. Yeah, I definitely believe in that. Um you know, that that exists and it can really get, as you said, like in people and just kind of grow and grow and grow and they're feeding it too. So if they're doing any of these kind of harming of other beings, I think that it just gets fed on and it gets bigger and bigger.
1: Um, well, it's just, it's, it's the way they carry themselves too. And I'm, you, uh, I can Millions, okay. Because I like, I know they're evil. When I'm going in to see them, I'm, I, I, I mean, they've killed people. They've killed many people. I'm going in to interview this guy. I know, you know, he's no goody two shoes. This is oh, but also how flat they can be when I'm with them in a shall we say, caged kind of environment because they can be themselves. Mm. They can be themselves because they're they're doing life. They're, they're doing life in prison. Mm-hmm. So there's no sense or no reason for them to start to try to, um, you know, portray themselves in some other manner. However, when they were out and about, and killing people they could hide this evil chameleon like how ted bundy as evil as he was worked on the helpline the suicide line yeah right i mean these and how they can be very charming yeah very like charming.
0: politics and all that yeah mm-hmm.
1: yeah very, very and, and and a number a number, number like this yeah yeah mm-hmm. you know and 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 and, and so you're dealing with the with an evil person that's really a chameleon, an evil chameleon that can be charming as well, in order to get you, you know, to his control zone, mm-hmm. or abduction zone, where he can control or abduct you, or abduct you and then have you under control, and then get you to what we always call, um, you know, the next scene, the next spot, you know, the next. Uh, a vicinity, if you will, um, you know. It's, it, it's, you know, this is how they operate, mm-hmm. and and a lot of them, uh, some other con, you, and get you to the, uh, you know, the second. Uh, Destination, which is their, uh, you know, they're killing. Uh, right.
0: If you can never go with them, if you if you can figure out what's going on in any, I guess never
1: go to the second location. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Get it on right then and there. Don't listen to the. Kill you. I will not hurt you. Just do what I tell you, and. You know, everything will be okay. I promise it will not kill you. Just do what I tell you. Well, we saw up in Delphi how that worked, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, you know. Mm.
0: Um,
1: so, again, again, the evil evil chameleon and uh, how they you know, manipulate.
0: Yeah. And, I mean, you know, I know not everyone believes this, but, I mean, I think that they're aided by that. You know, if you have something that's beyond just the human you know there's a supernatural component going on um you know we don't we don't know you know the extent that that can that can influence the the victim like you know how much much more power that gives the person and i i personally believe that that's there that um yeah it's uh we have to protect ourselves so um as much as we can but but I promised I wouldn't keep you too too long today and we've gotten so much from you and um I apologize because I don't know. Sometimes this just happens where there's uh there's like an internet strain. I know neither one of us we did all our we did everything we could do on our ends to make sure we had a good connection and everything was set beforehand, but then it just sometimes happens. It's I do think sometimes it's because it's like during the work day or earlier sometimes, like maybe there's more people taxing the um, I, I don't know. I'm no electric, electric person, but it's <laughs> <that's> called <Electrician.
1: laughs>
0: my husband's probably dying right now as a person in that world. He's <laughs> a contractor, but still. Um, so <laughs> I, uh, well, but I want to thank you so much. And also, so again, we can, everybody can find you On where again, where I think, uh, no Mac
1: was. Yeah. John Kelly profiler. Um, you know, I'm pretty, we're pretty much on YouTube. Um, we're not on every week. Um, we'd love to have your subscriptions, any comments you have, but we're, 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 we're usually putting one out one every month right now. We're going to bring it down to one every two weeks. I don't like to be on unless I really have something to say because, um, you know, the stuff we're deep deep diving into is pretty scary and evil stuff. And, um, you know, I like to make sure we, uh, we find it's interesting and educational along with being able so, uh, you know, and we're just not going to be on YouTube talking about a case to talk about a case. Mm-hmm. We're talking about it for a reason. For right. a reason. Yeah. We're trying to find out who this person is and we're trying to, uh, you know, uh, be, be, get right into them because uh, all these guys. Watch the media in all forms to see if they're, those where they're at, or, or they're trying to pick up any information they have on how close law enforcement can be to them. So they go on YouTube, they watch national television, they watch cable television, they watch uh, various news items in the media on the internet. You know, they watch everything. Yeah. To try to figure out how close, you know, people are ca- getting to them, and we know they want you to, you know, uh, and and when anybody's reporting on them, just to see if they know anything really about them, you know. So you know, for different reasons. So.
0: Well, your shows are great because so, they really, they come from a professional standpoint. You have the insight. You're not just kind of like regurgitating news clips and um chatting you're actually giving some education some real real good ed- education so uh check out john kelly profiler here on youtube and also his book um they that can lazarus
1: be- Discovering, discovering lazarus
0: and and that's on uh amazon 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 you can find that okay All right. Great. Thank you so much for being here. And if you're, uh, if anyone's interested in, uh, animal communication, acupressure massage, uh, anything to do to help animals and I've expanded the channel, um, just to kind of bring in a little bit more about the human element too, the pet parent. Um, so we talk about all that stuff, how to support the pet parent, including some things that I do as an integrative coach, uh, with, you know, some new techniques that are out there that I, that I'm using with people. So you can also find that out on my website, intuitive touch, animalcare.com. And I also want to mention, and I've mentioned this here and there, but I don't know how much it's gotten out there. If you're somebody who has experienced, you know, been through something where your well, your pet or a pet that, you know, in your family has been the unfortunate, um, victim victim which includes witnessing something like we've talked about today um the harm to a loved one i do in some cases offer no charge services around that so you can reach out to me and that includes helping the animal uh to some degree helping people short term with that and uh i don't that's pro bono so it's and with an e at intuitive you can find me directly there so thank you so much for being here john i know this is a great great show there's gonna be there's a lot of interest in this this topic and um let's keep our pets safe do what we can and just try to be mindful and be more aware and try to you know help especially these kids who we can get them when they're young and hopefully intervene and you know not that we're trying to put labels on them but you know just to compassionately and and thoughtfully uh, do things to
1: to help. So, and I'd like to thank you all so much. Thank you so much, Anne. I Truly, your plan. audience. I want to thank your, you know, allowing me in. Sorry again if there was any uh, on our end of it. I'm sorry if there was any of the ah. uh, uh, mishaps with the uh, with the audio. But anyway, thanks again and God bless.
0: God bless everyone. Take care and have a wonderful rest of your day. Thank you. Rub my belly. Rub my belly.